How many believe you're blessed? Amen. Y'all believe it? Well, praise God. God is alive and well. If you think he's dead, well, it's just you. It's not him. Amen. So I want to share something with you tonight. Uh, so get your Bibles out. Go to Luke chapter 2, verse 11. Christmas is coming. Hope you got all your shopping done. If you haven't, stay out of the city. I use this scripture Sunday, but I'm just going to start off on this tonight. Luke 2.11 says, For there is born unto you this day in the city of David a Savior. Everybody say Savior. Come on, say Savior. Who is Christ the Lord? Man, I'm telling you what, I, 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 this, this message is one that I preached on Sunday. really kind of, it's one of those that got in me, you know, because uh, as I began to think about this and about how all the, all the things that, that Hollywood does about, you know, uh, whatever, you know, uh, Making things look bigger than they are, right? Making movies about, you know, I mean, you got Spider-Man, you got Superman, you got Cat-Man, Dog-Man, Pig-Man, you got everything out there. It's a superhero, right? And they make all these superheroes and they're always, you know, immortal and they're always, you know, all these things. But when, when Luke wrote this and he said, a savior is born, he wanted it to be everybody to get that part. And he used that word, uh, sotar, to mean that it was a, it is God who has come to earth. It's not just a little baby. Not just a religion, not just a new church started, not just a new fad going on, but something that could change lives, something that could, is going to happen, that could alter the course of humanity, alter the course of everybody. And it was all because this little bitty baby was coming to be born so that we could be delivered from a life of sin. We could go back to having a relationship with God the Father like, we, like, like the garden experience when we were really supposed to be in. Amen. And so when we, when we we're coming to, to, to Christmas, we're coming to celebrate, you know, and, I, and I, I've always encouraged all this over all the years, you know, do not get caught up in all the, the, the hoopla. Do, do not get caught up and get, you know, uh, uh, everything's out of whack and everybody's stressed and everybody's whatever because of trying to make this all. The, man, it's, you know, I, I enjoy Christmas trees. I enjoy lights. I enjoy, you know, the flutter. I was reading some stuff that uh, I just got to laughing because, you know, there's people arguing about when Jesus was born. And it was this big, long deal about all this stuff going on. And I was just like, dude, man, I mean, really? You know, you got to pick a day. I mean, you know, uh, it just, and, and, and I just thought how far off that takes us. But the devil's always trying to do that. He's always trying to get you off, always trying to get you off, always trying to get you off. That's what his job is, okay, is to get you off. But we had to sit back and say, no, no, a Savior came into this world. And we're celebrating Jesus. We're celebrating his birth that a Savior came into this world. But it wasn't like, you know, he came down like Thor, the mighty God, with his big hammer and came down as this little baby, born in a manger, didn't even get a room, didn't get any royal robes, didn't get any of this, uh, born in a manger. Man, I'm glad he came to country folk. Right? I feel so special. Man, he didn't get born in, 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 in Jerusalem in the center of the temple, man. And I know he got born in a stable with the cows and the donkeys and the, 
the sheep and all the everything else. Amen? Amen? So, but this Savior came in there. Now, I want you to go to Psalms 24. Psalms 24. I want to read Psalms 24 to you. Starting in verse 1. Go to Psalms 24. It says, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. Now, I just want to throw this out. I don't want to you know, cause a big debate or anything. But isn't it funny that if the, if the earth is the Lord's, he owns it, belongs to him, and all its fullness. So don't you think he's got everything figured out about global warming and you know the sun and the amount of water in the ocean and the icebergs melting? And I mean, it's, it's his. All right, that's just another side note. Okay, and the world and those who dwell therein. Oh, wow, and all those who dwell therein. And he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. And who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who may stand in his holy place? Who has He who has a clean hands and a pure heart, who's not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessings from the Lord. And righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Lift up your heads. Here's what I want you to focus on. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and lift up you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. You know, it's funny. I I read this in the message translation. And it's so funny because, you know, sometimes I agree with the message translation, sometimes I don't. You know, sometimes I just think it's humorous. This is one of the times I thought it was humorous because it says, it says, it says, lift up you sleepy heads. And I thought, that's about right, you know, just a bunch of sleepy heads. But anyway, he says, lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And then look what happens. If you open up the gate, Hello? What happens? It says, and the king of glory shall come in. How many of y'all would like the king of glory just to walk into your life in, in this next year? You know, I was just telling Dr. Brown, we were just talking about how when you, you lose track of time, I, I, I lose, you know, real bad track of time. Somebody says, when was that? I said, ah, that's a few years ago. Then you find out it was eight, right? And so, you know, you get to thinking about it, this, this, this pandemic came in 20, and we're about to go into 22. Hello? Two years have gone by from when we had to put up pictures over there of people because we didn't have anybody here in church. You think about this, how fast it happens, all right? Well, I'm just going to declare to y'all, I'm going to go ahead and just get a little into my message I'm going to preach on next year. I'm just going to declare to you that... 22, if you'll lift up your gates, the king of glory will come flooding in. You start worshiping the Savior and start putting your attention that the Savior who you believed in, he is the one God who came to earth. And if you're in that crowd, how can you lose? If you're in that crowd, how how can you fall short? If you're in that crowd of the king of glory, how, how can you come out on the short end of the stick? Mm, you can't. I want to read it again. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, for the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? Here he's going to tell us who it is. 
the Lord strong and mighty, not the Lord wimpy. He may have been born as a baby in a manger. He may have been an innocent, defenseless little child. But I'm telling you what, he is the Lord strong and mighty. Everybody say strong and mighty. That's who your God is, strong and mighty. Now, I don't care what somebody else has told you. I'm telling you what the word of God says tonight. Your God, Jesus, is strong and mighty. There's nothing he cannot do. No matter where you are, no matter what situation you're in, no matter what trouble you may be in, I'm telling you, if you lift up your gates, you open up the gates of your heart, you open up the gates of your spirit to the Lord and say, Lord, I want you to come in. He will come in. But when he comes in, he's coming in strong and mighty. You tell me God can't just turn situations around? Come on, folks. Listen to me. I'm not going into 22 full of doubt and unbelief. I'm going to preach so hard to y'all this, this, this Sunday and then next Sunday when we start the new year. I'm, I'm going to be preaching. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm challenging you more than you've ever been challenged before in your life. I'm going to tell you, get out there more than you've ever got out there. I'm telling you, your prayers are going to be answered more than they've ever gotten answered before. I'm telling you, your prayers are going to get answered before they get off your lips. He said, well, Pastor, get out of that unbelief. It's time to get in faith. It's time to walk in faith. It's time to be the men and women of God who serve a strong and mighty God. Amen. The Lord mighty. He, look at this. He's the Lord mighty in battle. The Lord mighty in battle. I got over on watching YouTube the other night and got, I was typing in all kinds of crazy things and and I found this guy who, who had these boards, you know, like those karate boards they chop in, but he had seven of them up to like, man, it was like, it was like eight foot tall. And this guy spun around and in his same spinning motion, knocked them all down. And I was just watching him. I said, man, that's pretty impressive. And then I just said, you know, it's not as impressive as you, Jesus. I bet you could do better than that. <laughs> Right? I mean, that's the attitude we got to have about our God. No matter what the situation is, well, that's a big problem, but I serve a big God. It isn't too hard for my Jesus. It isn't going to be too big of a deal for him to pull off. It isn't going to be too big to take my little company and turn it into a multi-billion dollar business. You say, what? Well, what do you believe it for? I'd shoot for multi-billion, and that way if you just hit like, Big millions, then you're doing pretty good. <laughs> right? Shoot for multi-billion. And you know, if you miss the mark a little bit, yeah, you're still in the big money. All right? It says, the Lord, he's strong and mighty. The Lord is mighty in battle. So then what does it say? Lift up your heads. What happens every time you get depressed? Head goes down. A natural response. You get depressed, you get discouraged, your head goes down. Isn't that wild? Just think about that. Your head goes down. And so David's sitting here saying, hey, lift up your heads to where your answer comes. Lift up your heads and quit looking down. Some of you tonight, you may be watching this and, and you've been discouraged and depressed and you've just been watching, walking with your head down. But let me tell you something. You'll start moving in the things of God, if you'll just lift up your head and start looking for Jesus. You'll start to see miracles happen. You'll start to see things happen in your life. you start to see prayers getting answered in your life. Start, things will start popping and happening in your family if you'll just pick your head up and start looking for Jesus. 
He says, uh, lift up your heads, O you gates, lift up your everlasting doors. Listen to me, God has a miracle plan for you that extends into eternity. We're not limited to just our time on this earth. It's a plan that goes all the way through to eternity, okay? Because see, I'm not living for what's going to happen in 22, or three, or four, or five, or six, or seven, or eight, or however long. I'm living for eternity. When I step to the other side, then we're going, man, I'll tell you what, then the show's going to start. Then he goes on and says, uh, I'm going to back up a little bit. It says, lift up your everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? Well, he's the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory, the Lord of hosts. It's an interesting thing that he used the word Lord of hosts because you got to understand, <clears throat> it, the only way I can put it is that if there was a commander of an army that had a million people in it, Okay, a million man army. And in that million man army, it was segmented into, you know, divisions and, you know, and there was captains over thousands and captains over tens of thousands, like that. Okay, and then they were all divided up and you had all the captains over them and they were like, blah, 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 blah. and then it got all the way down to the very last guy. Okay, but he's still the captain of the whole thing. You hear what I'm saying? He is the Lord of the host, everything. He's still the commander in chief on top who gives and issues the order for all the host. So how many angels are there in heaven? A whole wad, right? Because, I mean, it talks about an innumerable multitude. So it means there's so many you can't number them. So an innumerable multitude, I don't even know how big, I don't know what the number would be because you can't number them. There's so many. But he's the captain of the host of all of them. I saw something happen yesterday where I was in San Antonio and this was like, like I did really well and then I failed and then I got back on track, but I was trying to pull out of a, of a store. I was in a store and, and it was just right on the, the road, you know, and I, 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 and there was car traffic, 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 traffic. And I had to, in order to get out of it, I had to back onto the road and then go. And so I, I, I don't like, uh, if there's just one lane open, I don't ever trust the person, you know, that may be coming right along the side, because what if they pulled over and I'm trying to back out? And so I was trying to catch a spot where both lanes were open, and, and then I could just pull out and go. And so finally there was a spot, and I looked, and I said, man, I can make it. But I was, I actually, in order to get in the parking spot, I had to run up on the curb. So I knew when I backed up, I was going to, you know, there was going to be some bouncing. And so I... Uh, my grandson was with me and said, hold on. And I just goosed my truck and I shot out back and, and I stayed within my lane. And then I just goosed it and started going forward because oncoming traffic was coming at me. And this guy in his car, I don't know what, I don't know what this guy was thinking or this person. I mean, I've, I'm assumed it was a guy. He must have been going, I'm not joking. He was going 120 miles an hour. And he flies by. I didn't even know where he came from. Just whoosh, just goes by. And, I'm, and I, now I'm facing forward. I'm looking. And, and this guy is like, like trying to do something really stupid, like trying to speed through traffic and everything. But I'm telling you, he was going, he was going 120. And 
a person pulls into the turning lane to turn as this car pulled into the turning lane to try to speed past all the cars that were there. And they were about to do a head on. And he's doing 120 and this car pulls in there. This poor person, whoever's in the car, I just said, Jesus, that's all I could get out. Because I knew I was going to see a head on like within, you know, the, from here to the middle of the parking lot. I knew I was going to see a head on. And the person jerked the car. Well, when he jerked the car, he jerks into oncoming traffic. And I'm just like, I'm frozen. I can't even speak at this point because I know I'm about to see a huge, horrible wreck. And this person goes over. He loses control of his vehicle. He starts sliding sideways. He turns it this way. He goes back this way. He goes back this way. He goes back this way. And I'm looking at it. And I'm said, there's no traffic. And this thing had been so congested that I had been sitting there for minutes upon minutes trying to get into it because there was so much traffic and there was no traffic came. It was like time froze. This fool slides his car all the way around and then shot across all the rest of the lanes of traffic onto the access road and was gone. No wreck. And I just sat there like, and all I got out of my mouth was, Jesus, I couldn't even pray. I was just, I was expecting to see catastrophe. And then later, I said, I said, this is where I lost it. I said, Lord, you know, man, fools like that. And then I started telling the Lord what should happen to fools like that. <clears throat> and then he reminded me of how big he is and how mighty he is and how he can stop time in a second if somebody would just pray. I mean, it was crazy. It happened so fast. I had never seen anybody drive a car that fast in my life except on a racetrack. So anyway, my point is, I'm telling you, God's going to do miracles. They're going to happen faster you can get them out of your lips. Now, I want you to go to Romans chapter 10, verse 11. I told you all I was going to use a short service or not, but I feel like preaching. <clears throat> so Romans chapter 10, verse 11. I love this scripture. Romans 10, 11 says, for the scripture says, whoever. So that includes everybody, right? Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Whoever will produce some faith. Whoever will believe in a savior. I mean, the whole the whole word, the English word savior means you got, he got you out of it. You were delivered. You were set free. That's who we're celebrating Christmas. A savior, a deliverer, one who the government sits upon his shoulders. Right? That's who we're worshiping. That's who we're celebrating Christmas. A savior who came into the world. Your deliverer, the one in whom you trust, he says, mm -mm, and never, ever be put to shame. Can't lose if you're believing in Jesus. You're not going to lose if you're believing in Jesus. Now, if you're believing in some, you know, wishy-washy religious doctrine, some kind of, you know, metaphorical Jesus, some kind of, you know, uh, you know, Christian science kind of woo-hoo-hoo kind of flaky kind of doctrine, you know. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Jesus, your deliverer. The Savior is born, that little baby in a manger who, who grew up to be the man who died on the cross for you and I, who was resurrected to show forth that he was the Son of God. Another scripture, Hebrews 12, 1. 
And I want you to really focus on this scripture uh, for the next few days, if you would. And just maybe read it over every day and let it sink down into your soul. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Do you realize you're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses? You're surrounded by the, by the, uh, the AT&T center of heaven. Think about that. You're surrounded by that. He said, let us lay aside every weight, weight, and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Dr. Brown, you can take that. You can make something right out of that. See, let us lay aside every weight. (laughs) It's a whole message you can run with the next time. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. You know, it is so easy to get caught up in sin. You know, folks, if you don't think you can get caught in sin, well, you're being foolish. It's easy to get caught up in sin. It's easy to get caught up in griping, murpering, murpering. Y'all know what murpering is? I'm not sure I do either. Griping, murmuring, complaining. Murpering was part of murmuring and complaining. It's murpering. Right? It's so easy to get caught up in all the hoopla. It's so easy just to... To turn on the radio and you hear something that gets you off and then you're off and you're running and you're thinking and you're thinking all the wrong thoughts. It's so easy to read something or have somebody say something or something goes on or something doesn't go right. And then you're off. You're off. But he says, the weight of sin, the weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Okay? So he tells us what to do. Let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us. Now, I want to I always preach this to you. I am going to win in life by consistency. I am not going to be there first. I am not going to be the guy that just, you know, the Hussein Bolt that ran the fastest any man on the face of the earth. I am not going to be that guy. I am going to be the guy that every time he turn around, I'm still coming. Amen. That's the only way I know to win. A thousand will fall up my side, 10,000 in my right hand. I'm still going to be putting one foot in front of the other and moving forward. And every time you turn around and say, I'm already still coming. Because that's the only way I know to win in life is to be consistent. Okay? That's what that word endurance means. It doesn't mean the ability to grit through it. It doesn't mean the ability to just, you're going to gut it out and you're going to make it. No, it means that ability to just stay consistently moving forward. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Okay? So we all have a race. We all have a race. You all can't run my race. I can't run your race. We all have a race, right? But we're going to finish it how? Looking unto what? The Savior, Jesus. The only way you're going to make it is looking unto Jesus. And then he's the author and the finisher of your faith. In other words, he's going to author it. He's going to write it. He's going to be the author of it. And then he's going to help you finish it. He's going to lay it out and say, here, this is what I want you to do. I'm authoring it, and I just want you to 
be consistent in it, and finish it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So what we're doing this Christmas is we are worshiping and rejoicing the Savior who came into this world at this time to then complete his race, which was enduring the cross, despising the shame, and sitting down at the right hand of the throne of God. We're worshiping and we're, we're rejoicing in the start of his race. The start of his race, coming down, the Savior being born in the manger. So folks, listen to me. I want to tell you, I'm going to pray over you, and I'm going to pray you have the best Christmas ever, that, that, that it's not strenuous with the family, and you have to get in a fight with old uncle so-and-so, and Aunt Bucket Mouth won't be quiet, and all that kind of stuff like that, and you don't have to deal with all those kind of issues. But if they do, just be consistent. Look to Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He'll get you through it. He'll get you to the other side. And remember what it's all about. Remember what it's all about. This is the start of Jesus' race. And that's what we're rejoicing in. Amen? So y'all stand up with me. And let me pray for everyone. Father, I just pray right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray blessings upon the people tonight. I pray, O oh, Heavenly Father, that your good hand sits upon them, that as we come into this, this, this time and we come to Christmas, that, Lord, we can really remember what it is. It's the start of your race in life, to go to the cross for us, to endure the shame, Lord God, but then for that resurrection day and sitting down at the right hand of the throne of God. Lord, I just pray that they are blessed. I pray they're blessed in all their times with their families. That, Lord, that they have the wisdom to speak to their family members. Those that don't know Jesus will come to know Jesus at this time and season, O oh God. I pray, O oh Heavenly Father, that it'll be like literally the scales falling off of their eyes and they truly will see Jesus, what this season's all about, and will know that you are the Son of God that gave your life for us all. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. I ask you to bless their businesses, bless their finances, bless them, oh, Lord God, greater than that you've ever done before in life. Lord, I declare that people are going to get just overwhelmed with trying to figure out what to do with all the wealth and the blessings that you've given to us. And so, Lord, I thank you for it. Bless them exceedingly abundant beyond they could even thank or ask, oh, God. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church, and have a Merry Christmas.